Welcome to Insert Human. I'm Chris Colbert. As the former managing director of the Harvard Innovation Lab, I realized many things. And one of the things I realized is that the pace of technology-driven change is faster, far faster, than most organizations and most people's ability to change. That gap equals risk, vulnerability, and eventually long-term viability. And it's a particularly troubling gap in the three sectors that underpin modern society, banking, education, and healthcare. It's the biggest existential threat they have, and by extension, we have. Closing the gap requires transformation, and transformation requires a much better understanding of ourselves, because at the end of the day, all transformation is human transformation. That's why I created Insert Human, a weekly conversation with brilliant people about better understanding us, and in doing so, shrinking the gap and increasing the chances of a better outcome for all. Before we dive into today's episode, an offer to all the listeners who are leading some sort of transformation effort. I've learned that the key to a successful transformation, organizations big or small, begins with adopting seven critical habits. And while most of the leaders I've met have nailed some, rarely have I seen any honed to an innate, really effective level. To find out how you're doing with the seven habits, you can get my guide, The Seven Habits of Highly Transformative Leaders at chriscolbert.com. There's a moment in life and at work when I think we realize that the whole thing is just about finding and holding on to the right people. On the work front, you suddenly see that what is standing in the way of your organization's ability to meet its goals, to excel, to transform, is far less about market forces or competition or customer needs, and much, much more about whether you have surrounded yourself with the right people. And most times, you haven't. That truth holds true on the life front as well. You suddenly see that what is standing in the way of your life having more meaning, more joy, more growth, is less about the size of your house or how much cash you have in your coffers or your next vacation, and much, much more about whether you have surrounded yourself with the right people. And most times, you haven't. The reasons for both scenarios are the same. We don't clearly see the consequences of the right people problem, and we don't embrace the mandate to more aggressively curate the right people in and the wrong people out, or at least over. So what constitutes right? I'm going to argue that whether the context is work or life, the right people criteria is pretty much the same. Right people are additive, wrong people are neutral, or worse, subtractive. We need more additive people in our work and in our world. Additive people are on their toes, not on their heels. Additive people are ahead of us, not behind us. Additive people add through their energy, their ideas, their passions, and their compassion. Additive people care about the world, care about others, and care about you, and maybe me. Additive people lead with humility and humor, not with ego and avarice. Additive people always give us more 
than we expect and never less. We need more additive people, more of the right people. A couple of years back, I wrote a book called This Is It, and I referred to such additive people as seekers. They are the people who seek, seek to understand, to engage, to create value in many forms. In the book, I propose seven essential characteristics or attributes of seekers. They are honest, open, curious, non-judgmental, compassionate, positive, and most importantly, brave. Because it takes courage to present ideas, to ask hard questions, and to answer them. It takes courage to be accountable to a higher standard. It takes courage to add to the world. It takes fear to take from it. Subtractive people are the exact opposite of seekers. They tend to be naysayers, energy suckers, and sometimes even charlatans. They take, but rarely, if ever, give. They are motivated by self-interest. They are very judgmental. And mostly, they are afraid. Subtractive people exist at work, and they exist outside of work. Neutral people are neither givers or takers. They are benign, willing to do, but not to add, not to stretch, not to leave the comfort of their nests or cubes. If additive people are proactive, then neutral people are reactive, and subtractive people are regressive. Neutral people tends toward fear, but so lack passion that they can't really realize the full meaning or manifestations of fear. Neutral people just are. So with the definitions a little clearer, it's time to do the curation math. The curation math in both your work and your life to calculate how well you are doing curating the right people in and the wrong people out, or at least over. Research has shown that on average, there are no more than 10 people at work that directly materially impact our work and no more than 10 people outside of work that directly materially impact our lives. So let's do the math on those 10 people together. How many of your 10 work relationships are additive? Think about that. How many are neutral? And how many are subtractive? I'm going to suggest that the minimum acceptable math is 60% additive. So 60% of 10 would be six. Anything less, and you're not going to get where you want and need to go as a company or a team. Now let's do the math on your life relationships. Those 10 people. Same questions. Additive, neutral, or subtractive. Here, the minimum acceptable percentage of additives increases to 80%. Why, you might ask? Because this is your only life. To carry lots of neutral and subtractive relationships is to actually to do damage to your life. It lacks self-respect and maybe even carries a delusion that these non-additive relationships don't really matter because, oh my, they do. So now that the math is clear and likely not acceptable, what do you do about it? You first have to accept that active curating is an essential, arguably lifelong function in your work and life, and that you need to start doing it like now. In the case of work, 
It takes a combination of setting the bar higher for new team members while using that same bar for existing ones who are perhaps not additive or as additive as you need them to be. A couple of methods that I've developed over the years to quickly assess what you are working with are as follows. Number one, simply ask yourself the question, would I hire this person again? If not, they are likely subtractive. Number two, do the ABC grading exercise. So how many of your work relationships are A's, as in the grade A, B's, or C's? And try to be honest about it. Ask your peers to weigh in. You will be blown away at the level of agreement about the C's. The C's are the subtractives. And yet they have persisted because nobody wants to take on the task of moving them up or moving them out. And lastly, bring some of the seeker additive criteria into job descriptions and performance evaluations. Holding everyone, including yourself, to that additive criteria is the next step along with motivating them and teaching them through your own behaviors to become more additive. Some will, most won't. And that's the same requirement on the life side of this curatorial question, being brave enough to let them go. To not hold on because of familiarity, to not perpetuate the subtractiveness of the relationship because you always have. Codependent relationships, by the way, are decidedly subtractive. Many sibling and cousin relationships are subtractive or at least neutral. My view is it's time to park them in a parking lot. It doesn't mean you stop being polite or taking off your holiday card list. It just means you stop investing because for all that you are putting in, you're getting zero or less than zero back. And that math simply doesn't add up. Thanks for listening today. Wherever you are as a leader on your transformation journey, you'll find more helpful resources at chriscolbert.com. From more podcast episodes and my film talks from around the globe to my blog and books. And if you're a CEO or leader interested in getting my advice, you can reach me there too. Just head over to chriscolbert.com. Thanks for listening.